I'm very privileged to have our WA Labour Senator with us, uh, Pat Dodson, Dr. Yaru Man as well. We learnt that a date has been set uh, this week of when uh, the referendum was going to be taking place uh, for The Voice, and that's October the 14th. But before we head into that direction, uh, there are steps we need to take, and who better to guide us wisely through this process uh, than our very own Senator Dodson. Welcome, Pat. Thank you very much, Sandy. And uh, can I say thank you to all those people who've uh, sent me well wishes when I've been crook. I'm still recovering, but uh, it's been really uh, uh, a great uh, honour and privilege and, and a, a humbling experience to hear from so many people to wishing me well to recover. I'm still recovering, but uh, uh, a lot stronger than I was. But thanks very much to all of you who've uh, uh, thought of my well-being and send me good wishes. Thank you uh, for coming in, uh, Senator, even though you're still on that road of recovery. Were you on the road this weekend with our Prime Minister and uh, the rest of the Cabinet? No, unfortunately I, I couldn't make it to Adelaide when the big announcement was made or at uh, Elizabeth. But October the 14th, uh, we're off and running now. We've uh, this, there's a lot of history here. There's you know goes back to uh, a lot of our leaders from the past, the, the great Yorta Yorta leaders, Mr. Cooper and uh, Ferguson, Patton, Pearl Gibbs, uh, in the 1938 day of mourning, calling for representation and recognition. Uh, a lot of people have fought hard over the years to uh, get Aboriginal people the proper recognition in our constitution, get agreements about our existence and how we can navigate our relationship with the nation and, and to be able to contribute uh, to the nation in positive and constructive ways out of the strengths of our culture, our languages, our own philosophical and belief systems, our, our obviously um, management of country experiences. So there's, there's much uh, in, in the negative side of our history, our shared history that we've got to deal with. But this is today, I um, mean, this referendum which is asking for a representative voice, an advisory body to the parliament and to the executive on matters that affect Aboriginal people. The parliament still remains supreme. It, it, uh, it'll legislate, so there'll be plenty of time for people who don't know what the detail is to see what that is when the legislation is drafted and the, the bills hit the parliament, as, as we normally do in this country. But at the moment, we're asked to do something very simple, is that a new chapter into the Constitution, of Chapter 19, which will just simply say that the Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people, the first peoples of this country, and secondly, that there ought to be a voice uh, for those people and that they, they should be able to make uh, um, representations to the Parliament and to the Executive, and then the Parliament will decide on its powers, functions, processes and, and accountabilities. So very simple, very clear, but a great moment for our, uh, for our country. If we can vote yes in support of the referendum, uh, which is beyond, the, as I said, the 14th of October, we need to be on the roll. You need to make sure you're on the roll. There's a little window now up until next week, the end of next week, to make sure you're on the roll. Uh, 
uh, check that. Uh, make sure you can contact the, uh, the Australian Electoral Commission to find out when the pre-polling starts because that'll start a, uh, three weeks or so before the, uh, uh, towards the end of September that'll start. Know when those, uh, where those places are going to be and how long the Electoral Commission is going to be there for and make sure you can get people to get you to the, to the, to the polling booth to, so that you can cast your vote. It's so critical that you cast your vote um, in, in support is where I'll be going, but you might want to vote in a different way. That's your business. Uh, but I believe this will be a great uh, opportunity for our nation, for Aboriginal people and this country to, to go forward if we can vote yes. Pat, with the process of going uh, through the electoral business of beforehand, uh, you mentioned uh, you've only just uh, got a, a small window there when we've always thought it's uh, up to a riff uh, to be uh, taken and maybe uh, enrolments and so forth were closed uh, just before an election. But uh, because of the th- remoteness, uh, that's a process we've got to think about earlier than later. Absolutely, Sandy, because we have uh, pre-polling. That is, before the before um, October the 14th, when the uh, ballot boxes will be open in the major towns and cities, we have this period three weeks before that in the remote communities, which is called pre-polling, like Bulgo, Billaluna, Mullen, I don't know where all the places are, but we'll need to find out where they are and the electorates of O'Connor and, and Durack at least. Uh, when the Australian Electoral Commission will turn up, they'll be there for several hours uh, and that's when you've got the opportunity for you to register your vote. You've got to write yes or no on the ballot paper and, um, when, and make sure that you're... Um, you know, you, you, you've got access to get to the, to the polling booths, know when it's on and what hours the Electoral Commission says. So it starts three weeks, which puts us towards the end of September, uh, around the, um, the 25th of September, I think, is the date, when we'll have these voting uh, taking place out in the bush communities, in the remoter communities. And that'll go on for until the, until the 14th of October. Um, and then the, the towns will obviously have uh, the, the normal polling booths as we have in a normal election. This is an important vote. This is called a referendum where you need a majority of the voters in Australia and at least four of the six states in support of what's called the provision or the amending words that you want to put in the Constitution. That's what we're being asked to do is to put new words in the Constitution that recognises the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples, that they ought to have a body that can advise the government. It can't tell the government what to do. It can't bind it. It doesn't control budgets. It'll be a transparent body. It'll make sure it works with the organisations, the peak bodies now that are in existence, trying to close the gap. It'll, it'll be able to provide advice uh, to the parliament as well as to the parliament on how we can improve policies, laws and procedures that governments are in control of and, and, the, and the, it'll come with regional and local input. Uh, it won't be just a you know, group of people going to Canberra and making it up in their heads. 
they're going to be accountable and transparent to the regions and the local people, and they need to be able to. Uh, they, they, it, it, it's an advice into the parliamentary system, which is a very highly organised, disciplined, structured way of doing business. So there's no, you know, you can't waffle your way around in there. Some people do waste a lot of time in Parliament, the, the existing politicians, if we might say. But this is, the, this is the one chance after nearly 200 years that we have to fix up a wrong and injustice that failed to recognise the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples, failed to include us in the Constitution. 67, we, were, we, were, we made it clear that the Commonwealth should have a power to make laws for Aboriginal people and that we should be counted. But we weren't recognised as the unique peoples of this country. This is the time for all Australians, and particularly the young Australians. We want the young people, our young people and the, and the future non-Aboriginal people of this country, to have a new relationship, not have all the legacy issues that have dragged us down, that have made us feel guilty, made us feel responsible, made us feel rejected, made us feel that we're you know, the subject of racism and ignorance. We need to go beyond that, and this is our opportunity to do that, and we can do it. We are a good country. We're a great nation. And, and we have this one chance, we don't get it very often, for our vote to count. It will count. This is not an election for politicians. This is the Australian people saying to our parliament, through our constitution, we want to recognise the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and we want you to legislate a voice for them that can give advice to you so that we can get better outcomes, not only in closing the gap, but, but where they can make contributions on how they want to navigate the, all the challenges that the modern world throws up to them and how they can contribute through their, you know, their, the richness of their cultures and their languages and their, and their social organisations so that we as a country can enrich, be enriched not only by the many cultures that are here now, we're not, we're not just a British and Celtic culture, we have many cultures here from, from the continent, from Asia, from Africa, from all sorts of places. The, the Australians of today are different to the Australians of 1901. We have a complex, modern a multicultural society. The Aboriginal people, the first peoples, need to be recognised in our constitution and all of those wonderful Australians can make that happen. It'll be your voice that'll count and it'll be your voice that'll tell the parliament this is what you want for the future of our country. We don't want to remain in the past. We don't want to be still arguing about, um, you know, the, the historical legacies. We want a pathway forward. And the Uluru Statement gave us that. It talked about a voice in the Constitution. It talked about a Makarata Commission of truth-telling, and we're going to have to deal with truth-telling on both sides, the awful things that we've done, the awful things the Whitefellas have done. We're going to have to talk about agreement-making so that we can deal with matters that uh, we need to have an understanding about and, and a clarity about uh, that uh, takes our country forward. These things take a bit of time. The first step is recognition in the Constitution and making sure that the first peoples of this country have an advisory body that can give the parliament good advice and, and the executive and good advice on our policies and implementations ought to be executed in collaboration with our marvellous organisations. Pat, and uh, it's not so much all about us. We have uh, the tools now to ensure the future of recognition for Aboriginal people, say in 50, 100, 150 years' time when uh, people aren't around so much uh, to have that living memory? We, we, we need to be able to enhance what we've got. We know our old people 
are fading away. Uh, we, we know that many of the oral histories, not only of our culture and of our law and of our song and our ceremony and our, our painting and dance and all of those things, that a lot of that is under, under threat. There's a lot of revival going on. There's a lot of, uh, you know, resurgence, which is good. A lot of re-identifying with the, you know, peoples that, uh, of their lands. And, and that's all good. But we need to have a, you know, we, we, we can influence this country in a far greater way about its, its quality, its character, its national identity uh, than, than what we've been able to do in the past. We, we live in a global world these days. It's a complicated global balancing act. Human rights are a big issue across the world. Uh, Australia, as a modern democracy, if we say yes in, the const- in this reform to the, uh, to the referendum, then we'll be sending a message not only to Aboriginal people and to the Australian people, but we'll be sending a message to the world that modern democracies are capable of dealing with their legacy issues as the colonisers and settlers and the usurpers of other people's lands and that they're able to work out a way through agreement making and truth telling of a better way to go forward. Now that's got to be the most positive thing that this nation could embark upon. It sets us down a positive pathway towards a better future, not only for Aboriginal kids and for our families, but also for the non-Aboriginal kids and their families and their great kids, you know, their grandkids, that we as Australians can celebrate the richness of our country. Uh, just one side, uh, I had the privilege this year of going to, uh, to, the, to the United Nations and I met Steve Martin, the um, famous actor uh, from The Three Amigos. And um, he, um, he's got the biggest collection of uh, desert art uh, probably in the world. And he's got it on loan. He loans it to our, our consuls in the country. But he's a, he's a man fascinated, an American actor, fascinated by the mystery, the, ma- the majestic paintings, the, the, the religious uh, infusion. Uh, now, you'd want every Australian to be able to get that kind of sense of the richness that our cultures have contributed to us as Aboriginal peoples and Torres Strait Islander peoples over thousands of years. You'd want Australians to be able to share in that in a positive way and, and, and not to see the destruction of our cultural heritage. You know, the Jürgen Gorge, uh, uh, you know, 60-something thousand years of historical occupation and, and tradition and culture destroyed with a, with a you know, a mining activity. But we're, we're capable of rising above these things, of getting the balances right. But you need to have a voice for the first peoples of this country giving the advice to the government, to the parliament, on how to improve legislation, not only in the cultural space, but in the social space, on, on the social um, challenges we've got with domestic violence, kids in out-of-home care, youth suicide, over-incarceration rates. Uh, you know, all of those things we've got to get fixed. We've got to get equality, um, on, on, you know, as, as best we can in, as a citizen in this nation. But there is a thing called substantive equality, which is the recognition of our uniqueness as the first peoples of, our, of this country with a unique culture and a, new, a unique way of living and a new, unique relationship to the land. And we've got a contribution to be making in that. And to some extent, you know, our great artists, our great uh, entertainers, Archie Roach, uh, Briggs, you know, these sorts of characters have been fantastic in trying to get these messages across. And many of our own local artists here from the Kimberley, of course, have been part of that as well. Uh, you know, we, we, we're making contributions. It's not as if we'd just be sitting on our hands, but we need to have that integrated 
in a, in a way that we can negotiate the integration rather than being told we've got to assimilate and drop off what it is that's unique to us. Uh, Pat, uh, there could be the chance that the country votes no. Well, that that would be a, a, a sad day, uh, Sandy, but it would be a day that we um, uh, we would have to look at exactly what the voters said, what was the sort of substantive um, numbers that were in the uh, in the states that uh, voted against it. Uh, if if all six states voted against it, that would be a terrible result. But you know, the voting will be uh, variable. I would have thought there'll be some analysis of all of that. We know that some of the states themselves are embarking upon uh, truth and treaty-making processes. They're embarking upon state legislation to set up advisory bodies. Uh, they'd need to be ramped up, of course, because we are a federation. Uh, the federal government is the body that initiates referendums and it's, a, it's the body that sets the leadership and, and tone of the nation. Uh, but states uh, were in charge of Aboriginal people until 19, 1976, 1967, really. And they had laws that governed our lives, and we know in this state, and uh, you know, the Great Pilbara Strike, for instance, back in 1936, I think it was, 30, uh, started then and finished in 39. But you know, the, the history was we've got to know the, compl- the com- complicity between the pastoralists, the police, the native welfare, uh, you know, uh, that, that subjugated people to basically enslave them to pastoral properties and work for nothing. So there's a whole history of negative things, but there's also positive things about that. Good relationships were formed uh, amongst many people, and we've got to look at the positives and the negatives. So failing at a referendum uh, will set us back. It'll send a sad message to the world that as a modern democracy, we're not capable of rising above our own historical legacies and, and, and sending a message to many other First Nations peoples who are grappling with similar sorts of challenges with those that have usurped their lands and subjugated them to their control and and, uh, and authority. Pat, thank you very much for coming in, even uh, with you still not feeling 100%. It's just so nice that you could share your voice uh, from our studios of uh, Gulati Media here in Broome, your hometown Broome. Thank you, Sandy, and it's always good to be in your presence. Thank you. And listening to your program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, WA Labor Senator Pat Dodson.